Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guest is a man of God who, when it comes to music and missions, can be split right down the middle. He's a guitarist, songwriter, and director of an extraordinary effort to feed hungry children called Child Cry, and his name is Ben Hughes. Give it to me straight, you hear me right between the eyes of that tone. It's time to waste, the heels are flying by. I want to know the truth, brother, tell me what you see. To every side, compromising me. Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. And the song Iron, done by our guest, a very familiar face here at Times Square Church, and an integral part of music and missions here at TSC. And his name is Ben Hughes. Ben, great to have you on Music with a Mission. Hey, nice to be on Music with a Mission. (laughs) The song Iron at the top. Great song. Thanks. Did you write that? No, it was a a co-write. My buddy Scott Zaccaroli, he wrote the tune, and then Gave it over to me, said, hey, Ben, you know, um, feel free, you know, you feel like you can do something with this. And I had just 
bought um, Logic, a recording program, and right. I was excited to record. Okay. I, I just wanted to record every day and every night, and so I took took this song of his. I must have spent three months just overdubbing guitars. Yeah. There's probably ten ten guitars on that track okay. or so. But that I'm, sounds great. I'm a guitar player, so. I, more guitars the merrier, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay, if you may say so yourself. Who needs piano when you can add five more guitars? <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, this is not your uh, first time here on Music with a Mission. You've actually had a couple of cameo appearances, once with guitarist, praise leader, Raphael Rupert, accompanying him on a few great songs he had, and then uh, we talked when bassist Patrick Andy was on. Yeah. So we got a chance to hear your voice then and hear you play, but we didn't get a chance to know you. So... I'm just glad that we get a chance to dig deep. Today is the day to dig deep. Okay. All okay. right. Here we go. As you said, you're a guitarist. Yeah. We know that much about you. But you're not from the United States, are you? Not originally, no. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Canada, eastern Canada. How'd you get here? I took a bus. No, um, I mean, how did you get here? I mean, <laughs> oh, I got I to gotta keep up with you. Okay. And this is a, the Canadian humor, I assume. It is. It's pretty sarcastic. <laughs> We're going to lay it on pretty thick on the interview. You were born in Canada. I was. So how did you get to the United States? Okay, great. We've got, how long is the podcast? No, no. I mean. Because <laughs> I can wrap this up. Short version's about 45 minutes. We can do this. No. Um, how did I get here? Wow. I think it, it all started one summer when I met my, uh, who would become my, my wife, who's my wife today. Okay. And uh, I met her one summer in, in PEI, um, just uh, on, a, on a Canada day. Yeah. And let's see, I was 18 at the time. I came here when I was 24. So six, okay. six years later, yeah, I think that's the right math. Six years later, I, I ended up in New York. And went through a lot to get here never thought i would be coming here let alone coming here working as a church working at a church right but i met her as an 18 year old unsaved um really into what i was doing at the time and what were you doing at the time i was i was i guess i had just finished up school and i was really starting to concentrate on a on a career in music okay so and that, you said you love guitars you just stated you're a guitar freak I did. So uh, yeah. can I assume that your background in music was rock and roll? You can. So I knew like four chords. Okay. That's it. Yeah. But uh, man, I could, I could play those chords a couple different ways, I suppose. But I, I picked up a guitar when I was about 13. A buddy used to, used to come over to my house, and I used to go over to his house, and we used to jam to CCR. I don't know if, if anybody... CCR? Credence. Oh, oh Okay. Not a lot of people know that. Of well, course. no, I, I mean a lot of people know the band, but we know the band, but I've right. never heard it referred to as CCR. Right. So we used okay. to we used to just kind of sit down and spend most days and nights. There wasn't much to do in the in the town I was from. Uh, it's right. from a small town, about a uh, fifteen hundred two thousand two thousand people. Awesome spot to grow up. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and one of the great things about the town was there probably wasn't much to do, so we played a lot of guitar. Okay, so okay. I can, can I assume also that you were involved in some bands uh, prior to you knowing Christ? Yeah, um, I think my first real serious band was uh, was a band I hooked up with some fellows I've been playing with. And when I was right around that time, I, I'm a kid, I was about 18 years old, 19, and we played pretty hard and we, uh, we gave a, a pretty good effort at doing it for a, a full-time job um, up until I was 24, up until I got saved actually. And, and when I got saved... I realized uh, the content I was writing for this band. I was 
I was the songwriter, so I would write the songs and, and, and what of course, was all the content? Lyrics. Just uh, just the regular stuff you'd hear on uh, on radio, kind of like I guess some songs would be more uh, maybe even like social justice. That but our tunes didn't really have a lot of meaning behind them. I was writing them. I didn't really have much to write about. I hadn't found that thing to write about. Okay. So okay. you know there were, there was no really consistent theme except for maybe loud guitars. Which sounded nice, you know. We, <laughs> I was going to say, which you apparently like. <laughs> yeah, I you know. But it wasn't until I got saved where I really found and realized, wow, I've really got something to write about here. In that particular band, um, there wasn't going to be an opportunity to, to write songs about Jesus, for Jesus, and well, declaring the, the, the wondrous works of God, you know. And, yeah. Rather than talk about what you guys did in the band, mm. because I can only imagine. Yeah, I'm sure you could. What were the circumstances that led you to follow Christ? That's a good one. Um, I think, like any other fella who's doing something, I don't even have to say doing something creative, but I was kind of at an age where I was searching if there was a higher calling or or a purpose behind this whole life. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up going to church. Mm. You know, I went to a couple of Sunday school classes when I was five or six, but I didn't have a background. Mm. So I think naturally I was a bit more curious even than folks that may have a background in the church. Okay. Because I remember I would just, you know, I, I would just talk to friends who were, uh, who were Christians. I would take philosophy classes at school, you know, uh, the ethics of life and death, um, oh, all these different kind of matters. And yeah. But at the end of the day, I just really wanted to know, you know, hey, is there a God? Mm-hmm. You know, does he exist? And... Um, and can I have a real relationship with him? Mm. And so once I found a couple Christians um, that checked out. Um, what do you mean by checked out? That really seemed to be the real deal. I see. Very good. Okay. So um, they were living a Christian life. You know, they were professing Christ as, as their savior. Yeah. But I found a couple that I could really watch. Okay. F- from a distance. And, um, and, and learn from example. And I did, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so even um, there was a couple buddies at the time that I went to college with that were God, definitely godsends. And then um, and even Kate at the same time going through the certain things that she was going through. And her folks um, still to this day are, are a major influence on my life. But to be able to watch them, to meet them, to be like, hey, these guys, they're real. They're not faking this. This You're is talking the about real Kate, thing. your wife? Yeah, and, and her uh, her mom and dad who passed the church here, yeah. And her mom and dad are, of course, uh, Pastor Carter Conlon and Pastor Teresa Conlon. Yeah. Listen to the CD you submitted to our own Jessica Carrasco to give us an idea of where you're coming from musically. And I must admit, I did enjoy it. I didn't know what to expect exactly. I didn't expect to hear the diversity in each tune. While it is clearly rock-influenced, each song does have a different feel. Mm. Are these songs by chance a prelude of songs to be featured in any upcoming CD? I don't really have a plan to make a, a CD okay. right at the moment. 
Well, I mean, uh, it sounds like it's ready to go. It's really interesting. After I got saved, God really kind of led me to lay down music, to kind of let it go, because it played such a major part in my life. I think it had like this, if you can picture music having a stronghold over somebody, like I just ate, drank, and breathed music. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a music critic, a music lover. Um, you know, I really felt sorry within my heart, you know, I've got to get rid of all my music. I got to just hold off here for a little bit. And so I did for about two years. You know, I went through that whole phase of, you know, people, you hear stories of people smashing their uh, their vinyl records. I didn't have any cool vinyl records. Okay. I should have, sure could have found a hammer or something, yeah, but I had yeah. hard drives and, and iPods and stuff like that. So I just pressed the delete button. And, um, and so it was in those, like, those two years. And after that, about two years or so, I was asked to join the youth band here, and God really started to like give me back music and started okay. to teach me a lot more about music. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I knew about three or four chords. I'm not kidding. I knew about three or four chords. But coming here and being at Times Square Church even introduced me. Like uh, I got introduced to a, a guitar teacher, phenomenal fella um, named Tommy, and he really opened up my eyes to some things. And just being around the different different musicians here at the church has really challenged me to know more. So the reason the music that's coming out of me now is a bit more diversified is because it's been like five years now and, and God's really started to pour in some, some stuff into me that. So so essentially, essentially he kind of gutted you out, split you from top to bottom, gutted you out and then filled you up with the Holy spirit and new, a new song. Yeah. And so, and even when when crafting the songs, like some, you know, like any songwriter, sometimes you get a song in two minutes. Sometimes you spend four months on the thing. Yeah. And that's still that's still true with me. You know, I, I write songs in two minutes. I write songs in a year. So yeah, I was of the mind at one point that when songs come to you quickly, that it's automatically from God, and then if you spend a longer time on it, and it's not exactly from God, but that's not exactly true, is it? No, I usually probably the songs you spend longer on are probably end up sounding a bit more coherent oh, right. <laughs> and maybe better than those right. songs that, you know, came from God in two minutes, which is great. Sure. Usually it's a, you know, it's a, it's a two minute song. Oh, it's, it's all got... from God. So it's all good. Yeah. Of the songs that you submitted uh, on the CD, which is your favorite? Wow. Which is my favorite? I'm going to pick one that's not my own. Probably the song that I submitted on the CD that's my favorite is a tune called Hide, which was written by a, a buddy of mine named Ben. We'll call him Benjamin. And I'll be Bennett, so it doesn't get confusing. Okay. But I had a lot of fun on that tune, and um, I was introduced to uh, a couple a couple guys, and uh, you know, you meet some fellas, and you just have a nice connection, and uh, so that that tune kind of brings back some nice memories of that. And uh, well, let's listen to it right now. The song is "Hide Me," done by Ben Hughes on Music for the Mission. Where is my home? I'm alien to the things I see. Where? Waited for 
Music with a mission of the song Hide Me, done by our guest Ben Hughes. Good stuff, Ben. Thanks. Thanks. I, yeah, I told you I kind of liked the CD admission that you uh, gave to our friend Jess there. It was good stuff. You did? Yeah. Thanks. That means a lot. And, and it's interesting because since doing this show, my musical taste has just expired. I mean, you talk about opening up other windows. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's good stuff. A lot of those tunes. And and there must be like thirty some tunes recorded similarly to that where it's really I put a mic in the middle of the room and yeah. usually it's me and my one and a half year old son <laughs> laying down tracks. But I'm like I I've got a terrible memory and so I've gotta put these things down before I, I forget what that riff is, I forget what the lyric yeah, is. And, yeah. and and even if I have the lyrics in front of me with a chord little chart all written out. If I haven't recorded it, I'll forget totally how the song goes. So, you know, a lot of those tunes, they're rough. I mean, there's no joking around. The Hide is probably the best sounding tune because it was recorded um, professionally. But um, you hear Jackson, that's my son, yeah, that's a great song. It's a great song. We're gonna we're gonna play that song a little later. He's kind of doing backups for he you. He does backups. I think he's got a better <laughs> ear for those harmonies than I do at one and a half. You know, and if he takes after his mom, that's cool. <laughs> now, in the introduction, I said you could split yourself right down the middle between music and missions. Is that accurate? You could probably look at my life on one of those fancy Excel sheet charts and go, "Yeah, I can split them here." Yeah, and because it is. Um, you know, the Bible talks about missions. The Bible talks about uh, the orphans and the widows and how important they are to him and that he's going to take care of them. Yeah. And that we're to take, we're to help with that. You know, we're, we're to be his hands, we're to be his feet. And you've been on missions trips, no? I have been. I have where some, have you been? I've been to Argentina where really that's where, I mean, my life took a, took a 360. How? I, I'd gotten saved about three months earlier. Three, four months earlier, you know, I had raised my hand in that congregation. I accepted Jesus into my life. Mm-hmm. And, and things did start to change. But uh, I went on that mission trip. I was still playing in my, in, my, in my rock, my secular rock band back home. And before I went on that trip, I mean, I knew something was going to happen. So I booked, I booked a two- to three-week tour as soon as I come back. So as soon as I come back, we'd hit the road running, and I could try to just forget everything that just happened in Argentina. Cause okay. I, I knew in my heart that something was going to happen. You knew something happen. was going to happen in Argentina. And so I was trying to you, you just were... offset it as soon as I came back to get wow. my, my focus back. Okay. <laughs> so I was kind of one of those. So you can get back to being yourself yeah. after this so-called spiritual awakening that you're going right. to go through. Okay. I was quite content. I would, you know, I put one foot on each side, but yeah. I just, I'd take big steps on either side. But, wow. You know, I was going to try to straddle that line. So what happened in Argentina? Um, I, I can't explain it any other way but that I experienced um, the presence of God mm. um, in a very real way. And I just had a break. And I knew that he had, that he had spoken saying, you've got to let go of some things. Mm. Um, and right now, I'll use the word, it's a friendly Christian word called stronghold. Um, and that's what music was in my life in the band, my career, me, me, my, my. Mm. But it was 
just a lot of selfish things I had on the go. Okay. But God came and just reminded me of how much he loved me. And, uh, and I just, I can't explain, but when I came back, I tried to go to that first tour date, and I did. I sang about two songs, and I'm laughing the whole way through. I'm like, I can't believe these lyrics. I can't believe I wrote these lyrics. <laughs> I can't believe I'm trying to say, now I'm trying to change the lyrics on the spot yeah. and add little kind of like Jesus things here and there. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the night, God bless everybody. And I'm yeah. like, this is just not going to cut it. A career of this is, is silly. It's like either or, right? And you realize your eyes are opened a bit and I'm like, wow. Yeah. This is just not going to work. Either hot or cold, in or out, up yeah. or down, black or white. And so by the third, by the second, sorry, by the second date, into that two-week or three-week tour, I can't remember. Um, I, after 10 years, I sat, the, we, I sat the band down, and it was really tough, man. It wasn't easy. Yeah. But it's, uh, after 10 years, I uh, called, called it a day for the band and uh, called up, I called up Greg Thomas. I had just been on that missions trip at Times Square Church and asked if he could use an intern because I had talked to two guys just out of the blue on the trip, just, hey, what do you do at the church? And they said, oh, I'm an intern. And, uh, and another fellow, too. So major. you interned here at the, the music department? In the at music Times department. Culture? I did uh, music copyright and, and projection. No kidding. Yeah. Well, Greg had talked to me about you, and he, he said that at the time you had a servant's heart. I guess I, I really owe a lot of gratitude to my mom for that and the way she raised me. Really? Yeah, and my, and my dad. Yeah, definitely. You know, whenever there was something uh, to be done, I was told you better do it or else. Right, right. So then just later on in life, it became natural to to go out and, and help out when you can help out. It's interesting because there's a sign in the kitchen right here on this floor. <laughs> and it says, you know you have a servant's heart when people treat you like one and you're okay with it. Yeah, I'm still working on that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because I know people who feel like this. They say, I'll be a servant. But you're not going to treat me like one. Right. Is that possible, in your opinion, to be a servant and feel like nobody's going to treat me like one? Jesus set the bar pretty high. Um, but in our own kind of, in, I can only speak from my own experience and, and really say that that's something, even as like being a, a new dad, you realize, you know, sometimes you, I think you catch it more when you get angry at little things you shouldn't get angry at. You know, uh, you know, you're doing the dishes a certain way, and your wife says, "Ah, uh, you know, I don't use that scrubber; it scratches the, the pan or whatever." Right. And you're like, "I'll do whatever I want. I'm scrubbing my dish. I bought this dish." But even in things like that, you realize, "Wow, yeah, no, servant's heart, right? It's not a big deal in the in the big scheme of things. Like mm. I can, I can easily change, or mm. I can." Uh, but I'm saying, is it possible, though, in your opinion, to say? I'll be a servant and feel within your heart that, hey, nobody's going to treat me like one. Like, I'm going to be a servant, but I'm not going to be treated like a servant. What do you think? I don't think, like, if you're being realistic, I think if you're a servant, you kind of, you, you're going to expect that some, sometimes people are going to treat you like a, like a servant, yeah. You know, go get this or, or do that. And you're going to have to kind of be okay with that before it happens. Okay, okay. So you, you, it, that has to be a part of your heart is what you're saying. Yeah. You, re- you really do have to be okay with it. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. To be a true servant. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Otherwise, it's just a facade, no? This conversation has gotten deep. <laughs> That's what we do here. That's what we do. We, we got love, really we love, deep. Oh. We, love to, <laughs> we love to put people on the spot. <laughs> I got back to my theology classes. I didn't take any theology classes. That's where my first mistake was. Tell you what. Let's listen to the song that where Jackson is backing you up just to lighten things up a bit. Cool. It's called I Believe. Right. And uh, it's such a good song, actually. It really is. And I enjoy listening to your son in the background. That's one of those two-minute songs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're going to listen to that into the break. Okay. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about you, music missions. You've got to your, there are a few missions you're involved in here at Times Square Mm -hmm. Church. We're going to talk about your involvement in that when Music with a Mission continues. is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God, God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. The book of Exodus talks about a very, very dark period in history when it seems that death and darkness were all over the land that was round about the people of God. God's instruction to his people was to gather together inside their homes, bring together their children, some of their friends and perhaps others that were lonely and had nobody that cared about them, to begin to obey him, to get the covering on their house that God was willing to provide for them, and to turn to God in sincerity. That's what prayer is all about. It's really just turning to God with a sincere heart, saying, Lord, we need your strength to get through. We can't do this on our own. And Lord, we can't do it without our friends and our family and our neighbor. God, would you come and would you cover us and give us the hope that you always have given to those who put their future in your hands? It is time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. When the pain leaves you speechless, nothing to say, the hurt runs so deep, you can't even pray, you come to
It's DSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis. And the song Still, done by our guest, Ben Hughes, co-written by Scott Zaccaroli. Prior to the break, we heard a song, I Believe, also done by Ben Hughes on uh, on a CD which he calls Rough, but it actually sounds pretty good, Ben. Thanks, Derek. I mean, that's that's Ode to Jackson. What a wonderful job he did in the background <laughs> harmonies. And we can only have cooperative backup singers I like know, that. I know, like right? that, man. I mean, the rider was pretty stiff. It was pretty demanding, like what he needed before he was going to cut any tracks, but yeah. it worked out in the end. And you were telling me in the break that there's an interesting story behind I Believe. There is. That's one of those tunes that we talked about earlier that might have sounded better if, if you spent two months on it, but you only spent two minutes because right. it came out so quick. Okay. And I, I guess to be honest with myself, I better retract that last statement because a lot of my tunes come out in two minutes. That's cool. But it's a song that um, was written in its entirety on a subway train ride. No guitar, no anything, but um, I had all the chord changes in, chord changes in my head and, and the lyrics that I wrote down um, on a piece of paper that I had with me and wrote everything out. And that's kind of pretty rare for me to have the chords as well. Yeah. Like, and to know what the chords are. Yeah. Usually I got to sit down for a second and figure them out because there's some, some fun little um, inversions on that tune. But as I was sitting on the, on the subway car, I saw one lady was reading an article in a newspaper. And it was either a lady or gentleman. And uh, it was called, uh, it was Are You Free or Slave? That was the article in the newspaper. And then beside her was a lady or gentleman, I can't remember which, reading a book called Is Your Magic Dark? Mm. And so right away, I'm like, oh, those are two little interesting statements. And um, and I had really, you know, been thankful for the new covenant of uh, just believing in Christ. Like, that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. And... And then got me thinking about, so I'm starting to wove, wove these little things together on the train. And then I'm thinking about um, another little thought, too, that kind of pops into my head um, is what is your life defined by? You know, if our life is defined by the accomplishments, by the different set of decisions we've made in yeah. our life, yeah. at the bottom line, what would a picture of accomplishment look like? What would your picture of accomplishment look like? What mm-hmm. would her picture of accomplishment look like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about everybody else in this train or in general? What does my own picture of accomplishment look like? And at the end of the day, it can be wrapped up in those two little words that I believe. Nice. And so that is, um, so that song came like, boom, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting to see it all come together like that. Now, you are involved in a few different ministries here at Times Square Church, no? I am. Indeed. I know you're involved yes. with the young people. SYP, tell me about that. SYP Friday nights. Okay. I play the electric guitar. Oh boy, watch out! I play a a real nice electric guitar. Hold I me gotta back. say, my wife bought it for me. Believe it or not, on our wedding day. Yeah. What a day that okay. was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So I get to play them loud. That's nice. And the kids love it. Well, I don't know if they love it or not. <laughs> but uh, I certainly do play it loud, okay. Um, and everyone uh, seems to be having a a good time. But it's a lovely time of worship. I mean, the meetings are great. Um, what do you hope to accomplish with the younger believers, other than the obvious of introducing them to the love of Christ? I think our main job as as musicians up there is basically to prep prep for the word. Okay. If um, there's this wonderful passage in the Old Testament where um, 
basically the musicians get together and they're leading the army as the army is coming out. And yeah. I can't picture myself like in the middle of a war just with my guitar walking in front of everybody is a bit scary. But yeah. really that's kind of the, the picture you'd like to paint. Sure. Is you're setting the entire evening you're, um, to get ready for that word that's going to come down that's been put on the pastor's heart, been put on uh, the different teachers that come in to, to teach about Christ. And you're softening people up. I see. Very good. Okay. Yeah. You know, but it's been said that uh, younger believers have a more difficult time with consistency in the faith, especially with all the technological distractions nowadays. Is there any truth to that? I think there's got to be. No, definitely, for sure. I mean, I can even speak personally. Um, what do we do about that? What do we do about that? Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a personal choice. Mm that you're going to make. So that's a, something that God's going to lay on your heart and you're going to listen to or not listen to. So what do you tell a young believer who is on fire on Friday nights and a couple of weeks, they're right back to uh, the same old thing? I think we don't forget, or I don't forget, that it wasn't too long ago that I was in the exact same boat. What did you do? What did I do? To remain consistent. Opening up your Bible once a day has been at least once a day, has been uh, monumental in for that foundation. Getting involved in it, I was blessed to come to Times Square Church first. And this has been my only church, really. It's been my home church where, I've, uh, where um, the foundations, really, of my faith have been laid. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's a pillar. That's monumental. I mean, if you're having somebody that is encouraging you to spend time with Jesus on your own, yeah. that's huge. I mean, to get into your Bible. And then you have men and women of integrity that are living it out to look, to look up to. And, and that's huge, too. I mean, okay. just look at Pastor Dave. You look at him as like a father figure. And you can look at Pastor Carter in, in the same way, I believe. And there's not a lot of father or grandfather figures that you can really say, yeah, you know what, this guy... He lived it. Like, look at Ben Crandall, Pastor Ben that we have here. Yeah. And just watching him come up on, like, a Tuesday is just incredible. I mean, the guy he, runs to the platform. He's like 86, right? He's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. full of life and full of Christ. And right. it oozes from him. And that's that's important for young Christians to see and to know that it is a matter, no matter how hard it gets, you can walk this through. I remember going into Greg Thomas's office one day and being— you know, two years saved, something like that, yeah. and saying, Greg, honestly, man, does this get any easier? Like, I'm having a rough go here. And he looked at me and he said, nope. nope. <laughs> I was so thankful for his response, yeah, though. Yeah. But to be able to go in and talk with somebody like so that. So essentially you're saying for younger believers to be consistent, it is the Word of God every day. That's it. Yeah. And mentors to look up to. I think, yeah, like, even the apostles kind of lay it down straight too, and like the way they've been doing it from the get-go in the Book of Acts. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, the structure that they even have, you know, for teaching and uh, and things like that. I understand you're also involved in getting young adults involved in working here at TSC. Part-time working. Part-time work. Yeah. Hey, part-time beats no time. <laughs> <laughs> it's an internship program. You're internship involved? program. Tell yeah. Tell me a bit about that. So I started as an intern, and. Right. Uh, the internship kind of, when I came in, there was just one internship program, and eventually it broke off into two. So we have 
what I supervise myself and my wife is the young adult interns. So we bring people in from all over the world. So they basically coming in, taking a taking some time off their whatever their main focus is, or maybe they're looking they're really looking for a, for a change for a change of pace like I was. Okay. So they come in and and help out administratively with the different departments we have at Times Square Church. The internship opportunities available year round. Um, there's no deadline. It's for the ages of 20 to 29. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for uh, for folks to come in and basically lift up the different ministries. I see. And to come along and assist them. Okay, okay. And last but not least, you are director of the Ministry of Child Cry, dedicated to feeding hungry children worldwide. Uh, at last count, how many hungry children is the ministry feeding around the world daily? So we feed just over 4,000 kids a day. Wow. Yeah. And I wouldn't say... We, Child Cry, Child Cry and an amazing team kind of gets together. Like Times Square Church plays its part and the congregants here really kind of got got onto the, the Child Cry. And mm-hmm. and really, you know, when it's the heart of God, it, it's not that not that hard to really say, oh, yeah, no, I want to get involved in that. And then we've kind of expanded even beyond Times Square Church a little bit. And then having those missionaries on the ground that are doing the actual feeding, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, you know— to move from a lot in a lot of different programs, you have people who've come to Times Square Church who really felt led to the missions field. Mm. You know, so um, you've got folks that you know, and that folks of integrity as well. That you know, their heart, their heart's desire is to see these children fed. Sure, sure. Yeah. You also talked about child cry trips. Any progress on that? We've got a child cry trip. The first one we're going to do is this May. Nice. So we're going okay. to Zambia, and we are going to cook. It's <laughs> okay. going to be tasty. I'm yeah. telling you what. There's six of us going down there. We're going to cook for uh, for about 35 children. We're not just going to jump in. They're going to show us the different dishes that they make. Okay. We're going to go out to the markets. We're going to do some shopping. We're going to bring it back. So you're going to cook for them what they want to eat, in other words. Exactly. We're not going to. Okay, good. Although, you know, they wouldn't be upset if I brought my, my homemade apple pie. Because, oh, really? Derek, I make a mean homemade apple pie do tell well the secret <laughs> if i have to get into it, it you need to chill the butter is that right? and chill the water for at least a good 15 to 30 minutes okay before you crush that dough i i see very good yeah you ask pastor nick nick cassidy how good my apple pie is is that right i'll tell you you start talking about cooking i hear a little of your canadian accent come out there i'm telling you just right back <laughs> Ben, I got to get you to play another song before you. It's been great talking to you, man. Yes, man. We talked a lot. It's been good talking to you, but I, I want to get you to play one more song to take us out. Any song you have in mind to take us out? The only one I prepared to play. Which is? Seventy Strangers. Seventy Strangers. Yeah. That sounds like there's a story behind that one. The tune is really, I mean, it's Jesus sends out 70 folks. He tells them to, to go. Um he says, don't even bring your shoes. Um, don't bring any money. Just go. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to go to all these, uh, these different places, which are already set out, and these different cities, and you're going to prepare the way for me. That's going to be your job. You're going to tell them I'm coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's really the song is as simple as that. Um, just talking about how there's still a need for us to go out and talk to people we don't know. You know, I thought of it, I thought of the lyric, like it's like 70 total strangers just went out and just are like showing up at your door. 
just to share Christ and share the love of Christ. And that that's the tune, really, in a nutshell, with some little bluesy breaks here and there. The harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. That is the verse. Okay. <laughs> is there a verse in there like that? No, but that is... But that's right there in the book of Luke, if it's there. Okay. Chapter 10. Okay. What Derek said. Okay. <laughs> and it's still true, you know, you know, 2,000, some 2,000 years later, harvest is still, is still there and the laborers are few. So yeah. Yeah. it's just one of those songs meant to encourage. And that's what it, it's meant to encourage folks. And if, if there's one person who's encouraged by listening to this tune and man, awesome. Good. 70 Strangers. From Ben Hughes, on Music with a Mission. Let's go to trust So we that money And it didn't add up before these streets are gone Gotta open my eyes To the streets back home Love them till they wonder why So no shoes, so no coat With 70 strangers that left with some hope And they took that city, shook that town so by soul, the missing are found when we love them too. They wonder why. And Christ walks to see through the hands of his people, and therefore, this great home. Help me awaken the stone as an amplified soul. So I want to share with you what I already know About a love so big I can barely describe The beauty, the purpose, the passion like fire Pain, love, hope and desire To know you, to hold you, to save you for life Christ walks to see through the hands of
very nice bed. And I, I you know, I really like the, the guitar riffs. I mean, the way you... Uh... I had this whole nice breakdown worked out. But then I realized, like, I was playing it for Tim and Elise and, and my wife today. I'm like, wow, this really makes the song drag and go really slow. Oh, I, be- I see. I better take that. Well, it goes anything there. but slow. It's really, yeah, really, so good. I, really good. Really good. Cool, man. I'm glad you like it. Ben Hughes, thank you so much for being on Music with a Mission. Is this live? Then thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you to come back on with your with your offbeat Canadian humor. Hey man, I, and next time we'll bring the semi-American band. <laughs> See That's I mean? a cliffhanger. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Or, oh, you're you're serious? Oh, I'm serious. If you can get the semi-American band up and going in this recording studio, we'll have a good time. Well, I got to talk to Greg Thomas about that. Thanks again, Ben. Thank you, Derek. And remember the website for Child Cry to help. Feed Hungry Children Around the World, www.childcrynyc.org. Take joy, my king, and what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about music with a mission. We want your tips, hints, questions, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website, www.tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSE Music, produced by the director of TSE Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Bond, and special administrative assistance from Jessica Carrasco. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.